Oh, man, that's a nice groove for a Sunday afternoon. Three minutes as we uh, get into it. Good to have you along in the show here. Employment Law Show for sure. Lior Sanfiru, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, is on air again. John Scholes here, your co-host. Good to have you along for the uh, for the next hour or so. We're going to talk about, guess what, employment law and the myths surrounding it. So we're going to open up your eyes for sure and increase your knowledge with a topic that should be always top of mind. You spend, on average, eight hours a day, five days a week. Most of your life is spent at work. I know, depressing, right? But that's okay because employment laws weighted heavily in your favor. But to take advantage of these robust laws, you got to know what they're all about. So every week we uh, we endeavor to do exactly that and educate you more and more. Ways to reach out over the next hour live. We'd love to get you being that third voice on the air. And that is uh, 416-872-1010 to call into the station. You want to throw us a text? We can get to those as well. 71010 email answers at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll try to get to some of those later in the week. Oh, and I want to remind you, uh, middle of the week, Wednesdays, 9.30, you'll catch our uh, TV show, Ask a Lawyer on uh, New Star, uh, CP24 as well. So make sure you tune into that 9.30 p.m. on Wednesday evening. Lior and I do that. We love being there as well. But we'll get started. The topic for today after Lior gets us warmed up is being let go from your job without realizing it. What? Yes, we'll break that down in just a bit. But brother, we always start off with a week that was. What do you got cooking? Hey, John. I uh, had another busy week, believe it or not. <laughs> tons and tons and tons of questions. Uh, people wanting to know about their job status. Uh, not a lot of questions this week about people who found themselves their job changing all of a sudden and wanted to understand their rights. So happy to talk to anyone about those. Those things can be very stressful when you find out that the job you had is no longer the job you're going to have so what does that mean what are your rights can your employer even do that so if that sounds even remotely familiar call us right now we'll tell you what to do what to say or any other issue that impacts your job your job security your rights in the workplace you have an opportunity right now to call us and get some answers and feel better about that situation that you're in as john said we have very robust employment laws in this province 95% of people don't necessarily appreciate what those are. So if you're listening to the show, you have an opportunity to inform yourself on that very, very important topic. And a good place to start is calling us right now. And of course, if you want to have a private chat to discuss your issue privately and see how we can actually move forward to resolve it, we'll give you phone numbers and email addresses to reach out to me in my office uh, throughout the show. But let's get going and let's start uh, talking about some employment law issues. Let me tell you about a couple of situations that came across my desk this week. Uh, I spoke with a a gentleman who uh, was recently called into a meeting by his employer and was told, and we've done some restructuring. And unfortunately, we've decided that your job is no longer going to exist. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with you. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just a restructuring. So he says, okay, well, what does that mean for me? Okay. Company says you have two options. Option number one is we're going to demote you to a different position. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a lower level position, lower pay, but that's option number two. Uh, option number one. I mean, option number two is you can decide to resign. <laughs> uh, both of them seem pretty kind of bad options for this individual. So luckily he did the right thing. He didn't pick option one or option number two. He called me. He picked option number three. Right. Uh, and he wanted to understand, are those my only options? So let's be very clear here. Absolutely not. Neither of those things, a resignation or a demotion, is something that the employer can force on him. So he can say, no, I'm not accepting either one of those. And then if the employer forces a a demotion on him, 
then that's a constructive dismissal. He can treat that as a termination and get his severance. And in terms of resignation, he never has to resign. The only one that can ever decide if you're going to resign is you. Your employer can never, ever tell you, well, you have to resign or that's the option that you have. No, you don't have to resign. So in this case, if the employer wants him gone, they can let him go with full severance. If they demote him, less money, lesser position, again, that's a constructive dismissal. Severance has to be paid, but they don't get to just force that demotion. They don't get to force him to leave. They don't get to save that severance money. So a very important lesson there for all our listeners, that if your job changes like that uh, or, or your job stops existing, you have rights and you do not have an obligation to resign. You should not resign. If you're ever in that situation, you want to know what to do, what to say, just like this gentleman, call me. We'll figure it out together. Again, you can call us here live, uh, 416-872-1010. We're going to get to our first caller of the day in a moment. But, I mean, even if he decides to say, ah, you know what, I really love working here. Okay, fine. I'll take the demotion. Fine. I'll make up the pay cut, doing a part-time job, whatever. That has serious repercussions moving forward if then he gets fired later on, right? Well, sure. So if he accepts a lesser position, less right. pay, and fast forward a couple of months later, they let him go. Well, now, because it's a lesser position, because he makes less money, he's going to get less severance at mm-hmm. that point. So he's better off being let go now to get his full severance than be let go later on and get less severance. And of course, if he accepts a change like that, then the company has the right to do it again. So it's just a bad, it's bad news all around to agree to that. He's better off to go the constructive dismissal route. Again, 416-872-1010 is uh, how you get on air and uh, and join us. We'd love to have you on the air with us today. want to get to uh, to Greg, our first caller. If I can just click on him here. If not, we'll get Andrew to do that for us. Yeah, I can't seem to get the thing working. Andrew, give us uh, give us Greg if you got a moment. Again, 416-872-1010. Hey, Greg, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you today? Good. How are you guys doing today? Good, sir. What's uh, What's on your mind? Um, I just recently, uh, I'm a project manager in the large steel heavy fabricating industry, and we've done recent changes in our shop, um, reducing work hours for the guys or allowing them to go to a 410 work week, stuff like that. So basically on a Friday, um, there's not much activity going in as far as I am for for, um, being the manager. At the same time, I had medical issues, so my doctors put me on a modified accommodation where I'm now working uh, basically I have every other Friday off which doesn't impact the, the shop because they're on these different hours. Now are they even though I am salaried employee uh, my wage has been garnished by 10% is that still allowable uh, or is that something that is negotiable with, with my employer or right away can they automatically cut my salary by 10% with that medical accommodation so no they, they can't automatically reduce your pay by by 10 percent. they can only reduce your pay if because of the accommodation you work less hours than you would have otherwise or if because of the accommodation you're doing a different job that pays less so if your job pays right. i don't know eighty thousand, but because of the accommodation you're doing a job that pays seventy thousand, then they could do that but if you're doing the regular job with the regular hours then no they can't reduce your pay just because you need accommodation do you, do you understand right. that difference there yeah 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 okay well i appreciate your time i love your show and uh, uh thanks for your answering my question 
Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it, pal. Going to uh, move on down the line to uh, to Chris, who's calling in today again. Four one six eight seven two ten ten. If you want to call in, you want to text as well. You can go to seven ten ten. Let's see if we get uh, Chris on the line here. Sorry, having a little trouble with my phone today. Love computers. Beautiful, Chris. How you doing, pal? What's going on? Very good, thank you. Love your show. Thanks. Um, quick question. I have a gentleman, um, I'm an employer. Um, I have a gentleman who's coming off of disability uh, back to a manufacturing work environment. Uh, his insurance company says he has to take frequent breaks, um, limited lifting, limited standing abilities, which the core job comprises those. What are my obligations to accommodate that? It's a great question, Chris. And there is a, a very uh, strict obligation to accommodate. In legal speak, we call that the duty to accommodate. And what that means is if it's possible, it may not be easy, it may be, you know, cause some some headaches, but if it's possible to accommodate, then you have that legal obligation to do so. Now, if it's so difficult that you're essentially creating a brand new job and he's not providing any value and, and it's costing you a lot of money, then yeah, there, there's a point beyond which you don't have to accommodate. But if it's possible, just not an ideal scenario, you have to. And if you don't, if you say, well, no, that's not what we hired you for, so we're not going to accommodate, the risk there for you is that could be a human rights violation and Mm -hmm. you may have potential claim against you. So my advice generally in a situation like this is if there's a way to make it happen, make it happen. Uh, And uh, if if you're not going to do it, at least you have to be able to justify why it would cause you great difficulties to accommodate. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, pal. And thank you. You want to carry on any further, you got to get a hold of uh, Lior anytime you can do so. Here's how you do it. one 821 5900 Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Let's get, uh, let's get Lee in here quickly before we take a break. Hi, Lee. Good afternoon. How are you? Hi. Hi there. Hi. Um, I am a manager in long-term care. And so my hours fluctuate because of, you know, call-ins and everything else. Um, so my employer pays me 40, after 44 hours, they'll pay the overtime. But there, I know the um, Employment Standards Act says basically eight hours in a day or 44 hours in a week. Would that apply to me as well, or is it only after the 44 hours? And I've never signed anything to say um, I would accept working over eight hours without compensation. So, uh, Lee, you said that you're a manager. You have actually have managerial responsibilities. Is that right? Yes, I have manager so, in my title. Okay, but but beyond the title, you actually have actual managerial responsibilities. It's not just a title, right? No, no, no. I run the I run a kitchen. I run a I care kitchen with uh, ten staff under me, payroll, inventory. Right. No, you're you're exactly what a manager is. Exactly. So here's yeah. how it works. A manager is actually exempt from overtime under the Employment Standards Act. So the overtime provisions in the Employment Standards Act do not apply to managers. What that means is that it's up to your employer to decide if or how they're going to pay overtime. So if they've decided to pay after 44 hours a week or after 45 or after whatever, because there's no obligation on them to do that, there's no the, the law kind of stays away uh, it's up to them to figure that out. So they're not breaking any law by doing that. Now, here's one thing I will say is, so right now they're paying you overtime after 44 hours a week. If next month or at some point they say, you know what, we've decided we're not going to pay you overtime anymore because you're a manager, so you're, you're, you're done overtime. 
that they can't do because they can't just change the terms of your employment that way. That could be a constructive dismissal. Right. But if they pay you overtime right now when they're strictly not required to, that they're 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 fine. They're not doing anything wrong. Take it and bank it. <laughs> you got it. That's good. That's good advice right there. Yeah. Greatly appreciate the call. You want to uh, reach out any further? You can do so again. One eight five five eight two one. 5,900 is how you do that. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Let's take a short break. Lots more coming up. We'll get to our topics of the day and more of your phone calls. Bring them on. Let's keep going. 416-872-1010. And we'll continue Employment Law Show, Bell Talk Radio Network. All right, welcome back. 120 uh, Sunday afternoon. So good to have you along reaching out to us and into the show. Get on air, ask your questions. Always inviting you to do so for this hour, 416-872-1010. If you want to bring along a text, we can uh, we can get to those. If you want to type away, 71010. Beyond that, reaching out to Lior Sanfiru and his crew at the firm is simply, you want to go to answers at employmentlawyer.ca, email address right there, and then 1-855-821-5900. Let's get to... Uh, to Lori, I think, hanging out in in Burlington this morning, just waiting for us. Hi, Lori. Thanks for standing by. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Excellent. Great. What's uh, what's your question? Good. Um, so I'm returning from disability, and as part of my conditions, I have to take breaks throughout the day. I'm just wondering if my employer will pay me for those breaks, or are they going to be able to deduct the breaks from my overall hours? It's a great question. Uh, and the answer is that if you're not working, then your employer is not required to pay you. So if now, let's say, for example, you used to work eight hours a day, but now with the breaks, you're going to work six hours a day, then your employer is going to have to only pay you for the six hours not to pay you for the full. Now, a good employer may say, well, we'll help you out and we'll pay you the full amount. But there's no legal obligation to pay you except for time actually worked. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's my question. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate you reaching out today. Good to have you uh, on air as well. Again, 416-872-1010 is the way you uh, you get on air. All right. Before we get some more phone calls lined up, you're being let go from your job without realizing it. Break that down. What does that mean, Lori? So we know what a regular termination is when you're getting called into an office. Sorry, today's your last day. Here's your termination letter. Off you go. That's a regular termination. You know, but you've been terminated. You call your significant other and say, yeah, today I lost my job. But there are other situations where the the employer is not doing that. Your employer never says we're letting you go. In fact, they may not even be thinking about letting you go. But the law comes in and says, not so fast. What you did, employer, is a termination. And it gives you the right as an employee to consider that a termination. We often call that constructive dismissal. So there are very common situations, believe it or not, where you may not realize you've been terminated. The company that you work for may not have intended to terminate you. But the loss is that's a termination. And you need to be aware of that because if you're ever in that situation, you have to understand that you have options and you have rights. Again, we're going to bust into those points here in just a minute, but always get into the phone calls. Uh, 416-872-1010. Maureen is up next. Thank you uh, so much for hanging out with us, Maureen, taking some time today. What's your question? Um, so I, I have a, um, a full-time position and I had a, work, I had a non-work-related injury. I wasn't able to return and they had told me from the start that I had to come back to my job as it was. There was no accommodation. And I've since been able to secure a couple other temporary full-time jobs off and on. Um, they're still unwilling to accommodate me and it's been two years and every six, seven weeks they send me another letter asking for another piece of trivial information. So to me, they're just putting it off. 
originally they had told me they would never accommodate me. Um, but what I'm wondering is, I'm not comfortable even going back. I don't really trust them after this length of time doing this. If they are obligated to pay me severance, even if I'm holding another temporary position somewhere. So before we even talk about severance, Maureen, so do we have a way or do you have a way to, to prove and to show that they've said we're not going to accommodate you? Have you have you written to them and saying, here's the accommodation that I need? Is there anything yeah. like that? Yes. So there's been uh, functional abilities forms sent in saying my only restriction really is I can't I can't walk stairs. I can do absolutely every single thing else in my job. And they do have ways to accommodate me. They've chosen not to, in my opinion, but I guess they can say what they want, right? But well, so I have, no, I've, gone off, I've gone on to get these other jobs. One yes. with a work from home. One is not. One is me working in community, but it's temporary full time. They're still covering my benefits. Mind you, I'm paying for them. But um, they just, like I say, every six, eight weeks, ten weeks, sometimes I went six months or eight months without even hearing from them. Um, and... I'm, I'm just really kind of at a loss. I'm wondering if this is already considered a dismissal of some kind and they're required to pay me severance because I'd actually like to cut ties with them. I don't trust them anymore as an employer. Mm. Yeah, no, and, and as I was saying to an earlier caller, they absolutely have to accommodate you. It's not something that's up to them. It's not something that they get to decide. They, they have no say in this and that the law says they have to, uh, especially given what you've told me about your restrictions are. It's not a situation where, you know, you, you, you can't move or, or, you know, you can't do your, your job. There's some certain limitations, but that's exactly what the duty to accommodate covers. So they're in breach of human rights legislation. They can't do what they've done. So that means two things now. Number one, it's a human rights violation. That alone entitles you to damages because they've breached the human rights code. But number two is that's also a constructive dismissal. Their refusal to accommodate you and to bring you back with accommodation, that is a termination. So yes, they and owe you severance. Now, it's, been, it's been going on for a while, but they keep the way they keep wording these messages is, you know, we're planning a return, we're making a return to work plan. We have to know this. We have to know this. Every few weeks, I get another letter. Can you get another functional abilities form? Can you get your doctor to fill this out? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it's weeks and weeks go by. Like, so I was told from the very start of this injury, I could work from home. There is a work from home component to, the, to this job to begin with. They wouldn't let me do this. And it was during COVID when most everybody was told to work as much from home anyway so they didn't even accommodate then so then it went on to yes she can return to work but she can only do this um and and now if she can return to work she can't just she just can't do stairs which i would need to do in some measure but you know it's certainly not i'm not walking stairs all day um but they have still just kept delaying so my question is like like can i just say listen i i i can't even return to work okay i don't trust you guys you clearly don't want me back they said it from the start that we will not accommodate you unless you can come back to 100% of your position. And if you don't do that in two years, then your job is gone, which I was then told is incorrect as well. So Maureen, so, as I said, everything they've done is illegal. Yes, yeah, so you are entitled to severance despite having another job. You are entitled to damages. But to your specific question, can I just not go back? Yes, but it's not about you contacting them and saying, hey, uh, I'm not coming back given what you've done. Pay me severance. We have to do this properly. It involves yeah. me properly doing this and crafting this so that it's clear why you're doing this and outline some of the history. So it's extremely important, Maureen, that you connect with me 
off air so we can do this properly and make sure that we do get you what the losses they now have to pay you. But no, everything you've described, it's completely illegal. There's no such thing as you can only come back if you don't have restrictions. That is exactly why we have human rights laws. So I want to connect with you as soon as possible, give you that information right now, and uh, let's go from there. Okay, that sounds great to me. Thanks, Maureen. I'm going to give you a phone number right away, and you'll hear it uh, throughout the rest of the show just in case. If you want to grab a pen later on, one 821 5900 Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. I don't think there's anything else that that uh, employer could have done wrong. I mean, you know, if they were looking to do a worse job, I don't think they possibly could have done it. You know what I mean? They could have tried, and they probably would have failed if they wanted to to find something else God. to do wrong. And listen, the, the duty to accommodate is not ultimately that difficult, in other words, or difficult to understand. Your employee has restrictions. There, There's medical restrictions. You have to find a way to make it work. Yes, I understand that it may not be the ideal scenario. I understand that it may cause some problems and, and, and some administrative headaches. Completely get it. But that's why the law says, well, too bad. You have to do it. And any employer in any situation that says, no, no, we're only going to look at you to bring you back if you don't have restrictions, right there, that's a human rights violation with a nice big red cherry on top. Mm-hmm. So it's illegal. And of course, the, the law does not take kindly to that. And with that, we'll get into a, a short break and return with so much more. Again, do like Maureen, ask those questions, get some answers. doesn't take very long for sure. And it's so worth it. 416-872-1010. That's the number to be on the show here. With our remaining time this afternoon, you want to send a question along via text, you can do that at 71010. But beyond that, always encourage you to have more of a private, lengthier conversation with Lior or a member of his staff. That is, uh, that's really easy. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca and one 855 But we're we're going to continue right up until just before two o'clock. So join us right here. Lots more employment law show coming up. Bell Talk Radio Network. Radio Talk Network. It sure is. Welcome back. One thirty-five Sunday afternoon. Good to have you with us. The phone line still open and ready for you to join that conversation right here. 416-872-1010 is how you do so. You can text 71010 as well. And if we get to the chance a little later on in the hour, we might get to some email. And that would be answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Also want to remind you again, this coming Wednesday, every Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. on CP24, you'll catch Ask a Lawyer with Leo and myself doing our thing for 30 minutes on the small screen. So I hope you tune into that uh, sometime as well. Again, you'll always learn lots about your employment law rights, which are very robust and on your side for sure. I want to talk about this, Lior, as we get into a couple more phone calls. Being let go from your job without realizing it, the first point is, and we, and we touched on this as well, you're being put on a temporary layoff. Massive over the last couple of years, right? Massive over the last couple of years and probably one of the main ways where you can actually be terminated without you realizing it. Mm-hmm. And that is because the law does not say that an employer can just lay you off temporarily. There's no automatic right to put you on that temporary layoff. For most people, if you're put on a temporary layoff, and a lot of people I know have, you can look at that as a termination. That is a termination. You may think, well, it's only temporary, so it's not a termination. Your employer may think the same thing. Well, we didn't let him go. We're just putting him off work for a while. Regardless of what you may think or, or your employer may think, the law comes in and says, no, you can't do that. If you do, of course, the employee can accept it. No one's going to stop an employee from accepting it. But the employee can also look at that as a termination, can also say, you've terminated my employment, Mr. Employer, by putting me on that left. Now, 
you have to pay me severance. I'm not going to be coming back. I'm not going to be recalled back to work. I'm simply going to require you to pay me my severance. Now, that's true for most employees, certainly non-union employees, very different in a unionized environment. But for non-union employees, that's what you can do. And for many people, that is the better option than to just continue on the layoff and come back to work. Your employer doesn't have a right to lay you off, but if they do and you allow it to happen, you've given them the right to do it again and again and again. So you come back to work after a few months, then they temporarily lay you off again and again and again. At that point, you're stuck because you let it happen that first time. So yes, it is a common way where you can be terminated without realizing it, and you don't wanna just ignore that situation. You may wanna consider it a termination or at a minimum, if you want to have a chat and understand what your rights are, what the pros and cons of looking at it as a termination, call me or email. And again, a reminder, remainder of the hour, if you need this conversation, kind of lights a fire under your feet to ask some questions, bring it on, talk to us, 416-872-1010 is how you call the station now on a Sunday afternoon and become part of the conversation. Again, we're talking about being let go from your job without realizing it. And the second one's going to circle back to, I think, the first call we had today, and that is your employer changes terms of your employment, like your uh, your pay, your salary, job duties, work location, for that matter, hours of work, right? So that is a classic constructive dismissal when your employer makes significant changes to the terms of your employment. So we all have terms of employment. We get paid a certain amount of money. We work a certain number of hours. Our job has certain responsibilities, etc. And those are the terms that we have. And your employer can't just change them. They can't just make big changes. They could get away with some minor changes, but they can't make big changes. And if they do, well, that could be uh, what we call a constructive dismissal. That's a termination. So a good example of being let go without realizing it, because your employer may think, no, no, we're not letting you go. We're just demoting you. Or you may think, well, they didn't let me go. They demoted me. Regardless, the law comes in and says that's a termination. You can look at it as, as a termination and get your full severance. That's what a constructive dismissal is. So if your pay is reduced by you know, 12, 14, 15% or more, if you're demoted, so you used to be a manager, now you're not a manager. Mm-hmm. If your hours of work have changed, or your, your shifts have changed, your days have changed, days of work, all that can lead to a constructive dismissal. And as I said before, the problem with just accepting it and continuing to work is your employer now has the right to do it again. So you may think, well, you know, I accepted this one demotion because, well, I wanted to continue working. That's fine. But by accepting it, you've given them the right to make another demotion, another and another, and change your job and and pretty much do whatever they want because you've opened that door a crack. So you have to be very careful with that. You may want to look at it as a termination, get your severance, and move on. Have you ever noticed that uh, in the past, sometimes an employer who's trying to be, I guess, sneaky, for lack of a better term, kind of starts adding on these changes to someone's work to try to get them to resign, so they're just trying to avoid paying severance? Like, if I do this enough, I'm going to tick them off enough that they're just going to quit. Yes, I've seen employers do a lot of things to try to avoid that severance obligation. And 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 by the way, the reason employers try to avoid severance obligations, it's not because your severance is a week's pay per year of service. Your severance is a lot more, and it could be tens and tens of thousands of dollars. So employers do sometimes try to avoid that by creating a situation where you feel you have to resign, uh, you know, maybe even threatening you with some situation, with some you know, a bad review or performance improvement plan. This is not going to work, so you better resign. So doing things that allow them to say, 
We didn't let the person go. They are the ones that chose to leave. So you have to be mindful of that. And if you feel that your employer is trying to push you out, the solution should not be, okay, well, I'll just leave because then you're giving up severance. Uh, you're better off to do your job. Don't uh, you know fall into that trap. And if your employer wants you gone, let them let you go so that you can get your severance. Or of course, if you're in a constructive dismissal situation, your job is changed, then the law comes in and requires the company to pay you that severance. Again, still got lots of time here to uh, to come on air and talk to us, 416-872-1010. In the meantime, though, we're talking about being let go from your job without even realizing it. Next point is this one. Um, you're put on an unpaid suspension. How does that even work? So suspensions, you know, no. what are suspensions? Suspensions, obviously, it's a situation where maybe you've done something that the company doesn't like uh, and they're, they're suspending. Now, a suspension without pay is not legal for most people. An employer, if you've done something bad, can suspend you with pay. Say, well, you know what? We, we are not happy. We're going to suspend you for a couple of days. If it's justified, then your employer can do that. But a suspension without pay, for most people, not legal. So if you've been suspended without pay, you can, as I said, you, and I'll always say that, you can, of course, accept that suspension. No one's telling you that you can't. You can look at it as uh, it is what it is and then continue working. Or you can look at it as a constructive dismissal. Because there's no right to suspend you without pay, the law does not provide that right. And if you've been suspended without pay, no, employer, I'm taking this opportunity to consider that a constructive dismissal and get my severance. The only exception is a situation where your employer has put in your employment agreement a term that says, we have the right to suspend you without pay. If your employment agreement says that, then they can do that. Most people, for most people, the employment agreement does not say that. So chances are that it doesn't. Always worth looking into but yes, this is a, a good example of a situation where you may be terminated without realizing it if you've been suspended without pay. That last point you made is also a good time to make sure that, especially before you sign an employment agreement, send it to you, let you look it over because there could be some you know deadly little nuggets there that you don't want in your work life, right? Well, I've said all these things that an employer cannot do. Your employer can't lay you off temporarily, can't just change your job, can't change your hours, can't uh, suspend you without pay. But guess what? All those things that I've just mentioned, your employer is allowed to do if you signed an employment agreement that gives them that power. So the law almost stays out of it if you've agreed to give your employer the power to do something that they otherwise couldn't do. So if your agreement, employment agreement that you signed says, we can lay you off temporarily, guess what? Now they can do that. If your employment agreement says, we can demote you, we can change your pay, we can change your hours, they can do that. So be very careful about that employment agreement. Employers are starting to be more sophisticated and understand that that employment agreement can be very beneficial to the employer. So don't just pay attention to what the salary is only. Don't just pay attention only to how many weeks vacation. Read, read it carefully. Is there something in there that gives the employer all these powers? Is there something in it that limits your future severance? Be very careful with that. And best advice, of course, if you're not sure, 
just send me a copy and I'll tell you what it all means. Short break and back into it. Still got some time. You want to pick up a phone and join the show. We'd love to get you on air with us and uh, ask your questions. 416-872-1010. If you'd rather type it into your uh, your smartphone or tablet or whatever, you can text us any questions, 71010 as well. And when the show's uh, done, we always send you to Leor and his team at the phone number 1-855-821-5900 and the email answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Get answers at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue more of the Employment Law Show coming up the Bell Talk Radio Network. You betcha, 150 Sunday afternoon. So good to have you with us for the hour. You still got some time. You have questions. Uh, there are no dumb questions. I'm sure there's thousands of other people listening that are wondering the same thing. So bring it on. Talk to us, 416-872-1010 is exactly how you do that. Email is answers at employmentlawyer.ca. And a reminder, you can always uh, reach out to Lior uh, via the internet. How do you do that? Here's a good website to start called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's so much information that we talk about on the show. You can read it and uh, digest it that way. Also, on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, you'll get the severance calculator. That was crafted years ago for you to uh, quickly and swiftly and anonymously figure out how much severance you are actually owed. Takes like 30 seconds. Over 2 million people. 2 million people have used it and thought, wow, I had no idea. Precisely. So you want to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca anytime and use that for uh, absolutely no charge, of course. Okay, being let go from your job without realizing it. Next one on the stop is this. Uh, The company you work for is being sold. That's a bit of a panicky situation. Yeah, and and this happens fairly often. If you work for a company long enough, uh, chances are at some point there's going to be some transaction where Mm -hmm. the owner sells the business, someone else takes over, and you need to understand what this means for you. So the interesting thing is that uh, a sale of a business where the ownership changes is a termination if you want it to be. If the ownership of a business changes, if the business is actually sold, that is a termination. You can look at it as a termination. And that's true. Even if there's a job offer for you to continue working with the buyer, it's a termination. So you don't have to accept an offer with the buyer. And if you don't accept, severance is owed to you. You you get severance. Now, here's where it gets a bit interesting is if you're offered a job uh, and you don't accept it, the amount of severance is going to depend on whether or not there was a good reason not to accept the job. If you had a good reason not to accept the job with the buyer, for example, uh, the job is going to be very different. The pay was going to be different. So a good reason like that, then yes, you're owed your full severance. If there's a good reason, you said, you know what, I'm just going to take this opportunity to move on. Not a really good reason, just, just what I want to do. That's fine. You wouldn't get your full severance then, but you would get still your minimum uh, severance. So either way, severance has to be paid. Now, of course, if you're not even offered a job with a buyer, then that's that's a regular flat-out termination. You're owed severance. But the bottom line is a sale of a business. New owner comes in, old owner's gone, retired, leaving, whatever it is, is a termination if you want it to be. Now, if you decide to accept a job with a buyer, then the law says, okay, then you've accepted, so that termination is now eliminated, you continue working, and that buyer has inherited your service. So that's how that works. And always a good idea if you find yourself uh, that you're dealing now with the sale of a business, you want to understand your rights, give me a call. It can get tricky. But something to always keep in mind is that does result in a termination of your employment. 
again, as we get through our topic uh, today of being let go from your job without realizing it, this one we kind of uh, we talked about earlier in the hour, and uh, it, it's surprising that employers still talk about this one or at least try to pull this off. And that is, the employer won't accommodate your medical restrictions or any. I mean, if there's one thing that's proven the last two years is employers can accommodate when forced to with COVID, people working from home, remote work. So I don't see how this one still holds water, but they still try to do it, right? Well, we had a caller earlier today. Yep. We're saying that her employer said flat out, we're not accommodating you. You better mm-hmm. come back to work only when you have no restrictions. Otherwise, we don't want to talk to you. Well, wait a second. No, no, no. That's illegal. An employer has to accommodate. As I said before, it's not an option not to accommodate. It's not up to the employer to decide. The law says you don't have a choice. Just like an employer doesn't have a choice but to pay at least minimum wage. They can't decide to pay less than that, right? Even if the employee is willing to accept it, they can't. It's illegal. Same thing with accommodation. They have to accommodate. So if if it's a medical issue, they have to provide modified duties, modified hours if needed. Uh, They need to allow the person to work from home if that's what the doctor says is needed. And that list can go on and on. Now, if the employer doesn't do that, they don't accommodate enough or not at all, like with our previous caller, other than just being a human rights violation, it's also a constructive dismissal. So that failure to accommodate in the eyes of the law is a termination. Your employer did something very wrong. You don't have to continue working there. You can look at it as a termination. And again, you're not uh, you, you're not you're not receiving a letter of termination. The company may even think that they haven't terminated you, but the law says again, doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It is a termination. So if your employer won't accommodate you, uh, that's a very big deal, and it results in in a constructive dismissal, human rights violation. Remember, it starts with you getting a doctor's note. So you telling your employer, I need you to accommodate me, that is probably not enough. But if you have a doctor's note saying, here's the accommodation that's needed, now the employer has to do it. Now they have to find a way to make it work. If they don't, very significant consequences. And if that happens, you got to call me right away. Another way of being let go from your job without realizing it, this one's huge as well. You got to deal with uh, you know workplace harassment or even a poisoned work environment, right? Again, classic situation where the company's not letting you go. You're not sitting there staring at a letter of termination, but the law takes that very seriously. You have a right to work, we all do, in a harassment-free work environment. Very important right that we all have. And if the employer doesn't make that happen, they don't deal with harassment, they allow for uh, harassment to happen under their, their nose, that they, they don't investigate properly or fix the issue, then that is also a constructive dismissal. They've made it difficult to continue working, maybe even impossible. And even though they're not thinking they're terminating you, you can look at it and treat it as a termination of employment. Happens all the time. So if you're being harassed, bullied, mistreated, tell your employer, let them know. Usually in writing is a good idea to do it. Tell them who's done it, uh, when, all the details, and make the turn the obligation on the employer to deal with it properly, to investigate and fix it. If they don't, again, we're talking constructive dismissal. Yeah. At that point, you have to reach out to me right away. You know, we just talked about, uh, you know, not accommodating uh, medical restrictions or otherwise and you're ready to come back to work. How about previous to that? Say you're sick or injured and can't return to work and they're still saying no. Yeah, if, if you're uh, sick and injured and, and you can't return to work, well, that creates other situations uh, for you. First of all, your employer has to allow you to to, to be off work. And if they don't, they say, well, too bad. Uh, you, if you're not back by next week, 
Well, that's a resignation. They may say resignation. Of course, it's not. Your employer has to allow you to be off work as long as you need to. That doctor's note that I mentioned before is your, your ace in the hole. That is the, the most powerful tool that you have if you have a medical condition. That allows you to be off as long as you need to. Uh, it allows you to be off. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's two years. As long as you're working and getting better, and as long as there's some hope that at some point you'll be well enough to return, then you know you can be off. Your employer cannot terminate your employment. Your employer cannot penalize you in any way, can't consider to have resigned. So it's it's uh, hard for me to emphasize just how, or to overemphasize, just how powerful that doctor's note is, John. Let's wrap up with a quick email here in the last minute. Lisa says, hey, Lior, my employer has cut my hours in half. What do I do? Well, this is exactly what you've been talking about on the show. Yeah. This, is, this is a situation where the law says that's a termination. So what does she do? Well, she can, of course, accept it. Why she would, I don't know. It would be a tough thing to accept. This is a constructive dismissal. This is where you say, sorry, employer, not accepting that, treating it as a termination and getting my severance. Remember, that severance can be as much as 24 months space. We're talking about a, a significant amount. So that's the option. And I highly recommend in that situation she do that. So she should call me as soon as possible. And we appreciate you all your reaching out on the show today. You want to carry forth now, ask some questions. Do not hesitate. A phone call costs you nothing just to get smarter, right? one 821 5900 is how you call the Ornish team. Again, one 821 5900 Answers at employmentlawyer.ca through email. And as I mentioned earlier, always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for more contact to learn more and have access to the severance calculator as well. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show here on the Bell Talk Radio Network. 